Good day. Welcome to you. Because it's a Friday. We made it to getting into the new year. I did lose uh, the contest last night with the Cowboys, I believe. They stunk. We've got a lot to get to. We've got to the possibility of a nice transfer going to the Badgers. We've got Jair going, what? what, what? And uh, we've got Mike Clemens coming up today. Going to talk about breaking down some film. When we get to uh, when we get to Eric Baranchek a little bit later on, our good guy Matt Mitchell is going to be here to talk about some betting coming up this weekend. But a lot to get to. Ben, how you doing today? You guys did the morning show, didn't you? I'm good. I'm fired up. Yeah, Zach and I did the morning show for Ebo and Nelson, and talked almost exclusive. We talked Packers Vikings. We talked Jair, but we talked almost exclusively about 19 year olds that throw weirdly shaped balls. So it was good. There you go. So uh, the the word breaks that the possibility of a really nice transfer could also become is is the level of excitement now. And, and I'm listening locally today, uh, and, and um, I'm listening to the discussion regarding the Badgers. And there's like this level of wow, the, this is like the most exciting momentum recruitment wise, portal wise that you can remember in a long, long time. Would that be a good assessment of where the Badgers program is right now? Yeah, probably since ever. I think the spring practice will be the most followed just because of the quarterback talent and the changes with Fickle and Longo. I think the bigger part is the unknown, where if the same quarterbacks had been recruited and brought in, if Leonard had gotten the job, I think everybody would have known what it would have looked like because he's a Wisconsin guy, and he would have run something we think that's similar, maybe a new OC, but it's the fact that everything is different that leads into that excitement, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that are really excited about Badger football again. Uh, it's not and, – and even if you don't look at next year and go, you know what, boy, this team is – they are heading to a playoff. You're, you're not thinking that. But what you're thinking is, boy, this is this is hitting the ground running. This is momentum. This is the first time in a long time that you can kind of go, okay, you know what? In, in a couple of years, I'm really excited that this team, you know, now granted, they're going to do away with the, the East and the West and all that kind of stuff in, in two years, in 2024. But this is where it's like, whoa, uh, you, you feel like everything we've been saying about the Badgers for a long time, about recruiting and the ability to get some of these recruits and these these four stars and get people to start looking over the fence and coming to Wisconsin. It's like all this stuff that people have been talking about, they didn't have to lower academic standards. They didn't have to, you know, do dirty things. They got a coach that's aggressive. They got a, uh, a recruiting department that's aggressive. They, in, in a very quick time, they've went, look, this is what we can do. Now, this is just us coming in. Imagine what we can do after a year or after two years and we're settled in and we're honed and we've got our skills much better. I, it just, I think there's a level of traction and uh, anticipation and excitement right now about the, uh, the Badgers that uh, football wise that we haven't seen in a while. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited uh, about that. One thing I am not excited about anymore is watching average football teams, college football teams playing bowl games. Oh, no. I know it's a big payday to some games, but I, you know, I, I just, you know, now we're sitting here with the, you know, the Orange Bowl tonight and Clemson and such, and and I get all of that, and we're getting into better teams. But I started going through, I was going through some of the college football stuff the other day, and uh, I was on my 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 cousin is a 
my cousin is a, a football, college football fanatic. And we started talking last night, and it's the the mind numbingness of a two six and six teams going at it is like oh, okay this no I love college football but no there still can be an exciting game but it, it it there is nothing other than the fact that it's on in the bar because it's background there's there's nothing that's drawing me to some of this stuff Ben you're different because you're a fanatic yeah I, I respectfully disagree yeah. But uh, following six and six football teams, and I, I just I, I I don't know. I there's just uh, to me there's probably five to ten too many bowl games. That's the way I'd look at it. Five to ten too many bowl games. So there you go. That, that's my opinion. I, I don't know how I got off on that, but it was one of those things that this morning I kind of woke up and I said, "Well, I'll come in and drop that one, just to just to see." Um, and then Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander, uh, on the cusp of playing the Minnesota Vikings coming up on Sunday, New Year's Day, a must win game for the Green Bay Packers. This is what he had to say about uh, the counterpart that is Justin Jefferson. Take a listen. I mean, you know, you just got to be real. You know what I'm saying? Like. He, he don't jump in no super suit and, and get dressed and jump outside. You know what I mean? I don't either sometimes. But, you know, like, he human is what I'm saying. We ain't putting too much onus on nobody. He's a really good receiver by the end of the day. I'm a really good corner. We got really good corners. We got really good, you know, linebackers. So, hey, D-line, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, you don't want to put too much focus on that one person because, like, first game, that was a fluke. That last statement. First game, that was a fluke. Everything else he said to that point, you're like, okay, you know, you're go, you're crossing, you're, you're up against that line, but you haven't crossed that line. You're good, you're good. But that last statement, that last sentence, that first game, that was a fluke. Oh boy, oh boy. I get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying because he's not saying that Jair or uh, that uh, Justin Jefferson. It was a fluke that he was catching that many passes. That's not what he's saying. What he And I get what he's saying. He's talking about we've got good corners. We've got good players. That first game, that was a fluke. We're better than that. That's what he's saying. But that's not how it came across. The world, the world, oh, man, the world looks at it as you just said Justin Jefferson is a fluke. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, man. Not the most well A very fun guy to talk to. A very fun guy to listen to. But what he just said, yeah. And, and he's not the most well. It's not a Mensa meeting when Jair Alexander walks into the huddle. I'll tell you that right now. Um, But, yeah. Man, oh, man. Ah, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670. Um, if you want to try us there, you can also try us uh, via Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us over there. Uh, you can track us down, uh, Ben Z. Kenny, over on Twitter as well, at Ben Z. Kenny. Uh, over on the uh, the Facebook fan page, go to facebook.com slash Show. 
Uh, YouTube is simply Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. You can find us via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, the website, simply thebillmichaels.com. Find everything over there. And uh, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. But, yeah, boy. When you hear that, you kind of go, oh, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Now, I guess the next, uh, you know, the next step is you got to back it up. You know, you got to back it up. If indeed it was a fluke, okay, and again, I I, I get what he's saying. He's not talking because throughout that, that, that blurb, He's talking about, well, we've got good players, too. We've got good DBs, too. We've got good corners. We get, we, you know, all of that. That first game, that was a fluke. He's, they're knocking their own performance. They're knocking what they did not do, and that is they didn't cover well. They allowed too many big plays, too many crossing routes. It was soft coverage. It was, it was bad defense. And I get what he's saying, but that's not the way it comes across. Ben, let's hear it again. Jair Alexander talking about game one facing off against Justin Jefferson. I mean, you know, you just got to be real. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he don't jump in no super suit and, and get dressed and jump out high. You know what I mean? I don't either sometimes. But, you know, like, he human is what I'm saying. We ain't putting too much onus on nobody. He's a really good receiver by the end of the day. I'm a really good corner. We got really good corners. We got really good, you know, linebackers. So, hey, D-line, you know, whatever it is. But... You know, you don't want to put too much focus on that one person because, like, first game, that was a fluke. I get it. He, I get what he's saying. We got good corners. We got good linebackers. We got a good D-line. You know, we can't put too much focus just on one guy. That first game was a fluke. He's talking about his own defense, but that's not the way the world took it. That first game against Justin Jefferson, getting all that yardage, getting all those catches was a fluke. That's the way the world is taking it. And, uh, man, <laughs> man. Uh, Ben, when you heard that, what'd you say? What'd you think? I put my head into my palm and wondered why he had to say that. Yeah. It, it's the perfect example. You look at like the Patriots forever are perfect. Like they know exactly what to say and what not to say. And even right. if it's true, even if he is spot on that, it was a complete fluke. I don't see the point in saying it because you're just adding more more fuel to whatever Justin Jefferson fire. And there's the fact that when they face off on Sunday, Jair might not even be covering him. Right. So he might not even have it in his own control to make sure that it was a fluke. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see the point. Right. I, like I said, I get it. He's trying to talk about the way they did or didn't more so than anything play defense in game one. He's answering a question so the question was brought up and then his his initial statement was look this guy doesn't jump into a superman suit he said i i'm i'm a good corner i don't jump into a superman suit it's not like we're going to jump into it go be superman and then we we get out of it at the end of the day i i get all of that the logic is a little goofy you got to kind of follow it you got to listen because he 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 doesn't speak really well but uh but i get what he's saying but yeah it didn't it's just like you know the hindsight being what it is, he probably could have said something like, you know, he's a hell of a player. He's got, he's going to be somebody we have to account for. Yeah. And left it alone, walked away from it, but he didn't, but he didn't. Now I'm sure that it's out there. Now I'm sure that there is, um, probably, uh, probably, uh, that, that quip going around 
and it's made its way into Minnesota. It's probably being played right now on Minnesota radio this morning, and yeah, it's it's everywhere. <laughs> wow. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Give us a shout. And if you uh, want to chime in, you can. Um, the, there, there's the whole question of Aaron Rodgers going to Vegas. First of all, uh, no. Secondly, the, uh, the, the season at hand, what we want to deal with, to be honest with you, with, with you. but uh, there's, there's no way Aaron, I don't know how to, how to explain this. Aaron wanted Devontae to stay. Devontae didn't want to stay. He didn't want to stay. He he was he was upset with the fact that the team didn't deal with him. They dealt with Rodgers. He was exa- he was upset with the fact that Rodgers didn't make a, t- a decision early on. He also didn't want to stay because he felt he was going to go play with a Hall of Famer somewhere else and get his statistics and go off and get his gold jacket because he didn't feel that Jordan Love was the answer. He in a in a small way on his way out the door and what he said and the way he did it. He kind of threw it out there like, you know, hey, Aaron, Aaron's a great quarterback, but I'm going to go play with another Hall of Famer. I'm going to go get my I'm going to go get my gold jacket with somebody else. Aaron can't make up his mind. Aaron doesn't know what Aaron's doing. You know, so why would Rodgers want to go to Vegas? You know, I mean, why? Now, if it, you know, it's not in his control because he doesn't have the the no trade clause. He, I don't, I don't think he has a no trade clause in his in his contract. But why, why, why all of a sudden is this all the talk? You know, I mean, there's, you know, you could still be looking for a quarterback out in San Francisco if Trey Lance is not the real deal. You could still be looking for a quarterback in other areas. Why is it he had because he, because of Devontae? Other than Devontae, why would you want to go to Vegas? No, Devontae kind of, <laughs> Devontae kind of, you know, smacked his ass and said, kiss it on his way out the door. He, he, you know, I, I'm sure that look, they're a dynamic duo. They, they've done a lot together. They've, they've been fantastic to, for one another, as far as statistics go and touchdowns goes and success goes and, but the rest of it, nah, come on. Why, why, why would you want to do that? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, why, why am I looking down that fence going, oh, you know, if anything, I'd be saying, hey, see, is there a way to trade to, to get Devontae back here? You know, because he, he's going to want out of Vegas because he went there to play with Derek Carr. He made a bad business decision. You, you know, Devontae has to live with Devontae. Aaron will live with Aaron. And I have a feeling they're living apart. So I'm, I, I don't want to go too deep into that because I just don't, I think it's a whole lot to do about nothing. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Next week, 
Looking forward to uh, going to be at the Mecca next week. Next Wednesday night, the Bill Michaels Huddle will be back. Hopefully we're talking about a Packers win. Hopefully we're talking about all the prospects of getting into the postseason and who the Packers may or may not be facing. And uh, we'll be otherwise we'll be kind of giving you the recap of the game. Looking forward to the postseason, maybe without the Packers. And I, I hope we're talking about the former, not the latter. But we're going to be down at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill, Deer District, next Wednesday night, 6 to 8. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And uh, hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, reminder as well that the uh, the Green and Gold postgame show comes up immediately following the game this coming Sunday. So for many of you on many of these same stations, for all of you watching on the Bud Light live stream, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch TV, on, on, uh, on Twitter, everything, uh, don't forget, join us right back here on Sunday, right after the game, right after the Packers and the Vikings. And we're going to break it all down for you there as well. So that's, uh, that's the Green Gold Post Game Show. Also brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on all of this. By the way, uh, Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard fined $10,609 for taunting. Taunting. Based on pointing at and counting the trio of Miami defenders he took out Sunday with one block. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but for that one block and being the highlight, uh, over on uh, the Four Letter Network, on NFL Network, on NBC Sports, uh, I think I'd pay that ten thousand dollar fine if I'm Alan Lazard, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's funny the double standard because the NFL promoted the heck out of it, right? And I don't want to get into a whole golf rabbit hole, but golf loved to promote the clip of those two guys taking their shirts off last year and running yep. around the green. Remember that? They promoted mm-hmm. the heck out of that clip, and then. They went on to punish the golfers. It's like, right. I, which way do you want to go with it? Come on, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's I that that the minute that happened, I kept thinking back to the the Jeff Saturday pancake thing when he used to do it on Get Up back when he was with uh, those guys before he took over the head coaching job in Indianapolis. I kept thinking that would be number one, a wide receiver taking out not one, not two, but three defenders. In one block, that would have been number one. And then I, I saw him use it on SportsCenter. I saw him use it on GetUp. I saw him use it on NFL Good Morning. I was I saw him use it on NBC Sports. Everything. And then they find him ten thousand bucks. I'd gladly take. I, I mean, I think it sucks, but I'd gladly take that. Gladly take that and pay that fine. No problem. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Parker listening to us in Green Bay. Parker, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing fantastic. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great today. What's up? Hey, well, I just caught the tail end of your segment when I got in the car about the uh, bulletin board material. Nothing better than having that plastered all over the place right before a right? Packer, Packer Viking game. Add fuel to this fire. So I got a couple of questions for you. Uh, one, uh, do they have a, do they have a person like in the organization that kind of like, I don't know, I guess for lack of a better term, helps coach them through like, I know they're grown adults and they're professionals, but like, like here's kind of how you handle the media. Because I think about oh, like yeah. when I was, in, like when I was in high school and college, I played football, and our coaches said, just talk about what you can control, and if you happen to talk about the opponent, make sure it's nothing but good and respect, because they would say you don't want bulletin board material. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, that, so that's one. The second thing is, is, is it that's, that their that their egos are just that big? I know it was a really small, like you said, a very minor clip, but just said, I'm thinking, man, any normal human being who has watched Justin Jefferson play knows he is like, like the guy. Like Wink Martindale mm-hmm. from the Giants said, he's one of the top two receivers in the NFL, and he's not number two. <laughs> right. So no, he, he just, I. First of all, to answer your first question, yes, there is. They go through PR 101. They have the staff right there with them usually. Uh, now, in an open locker room, you've just uh, got reporters running guy to guy to guy, uh, and, and whoever yeah. speaks, speaks. Uh, yeah. But they do tell you, don't say this. Don't. They tell you more of the don'ts than the do's. You know? yeah. and, uh, and, and like I said, sometimes you get a guy, and I, I don't mean to make fun of Jair Alexander. Football-wise, he's incredibly smart. But he doesn't come across as one of the most intelligent to ever walk the face of the earth. And yeah. he he just kind of shoots from the hip. And I get what he was saying. He wasn't being derogatory. But the way it came out was, oh, by the way, game one was a fluke. And that's the only thing that you're going to hear played over and over and over again up in Minneapolis over the next couple of days. That's the only thing yeah. you're going to have played. So then so then a little bit of that is obviously the ego, yes? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he said, I'm I'm a good I'm a good corner. We got good corners. We got good. Li- I mean, he gave everybody credit. He went right down the yeah. line and gave every gave everybody credit, and said, "I'm not Superman. Neither's Justin Jefferson," and then proceeded yeah. to step on it himself. Uh, well, the last question I have for you, Bill, and I'm taking it off the air because I want to listen to what you say. Um, you said if you're going to let that out of the bag, you better step up and be able to back it up. So, in your world, you being a professional, you analyze the Packers. If you were a coach. I'd just like to know how you would go. I know in my mind how I'd go about attacking this one, but how would you go about attacking it? And I appreciate you taking my call and have a good day. No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year to you too. Uh, the first thing I would do, and I, I said this during the week, and I, I'll say it here again today, I, even if you're not playing press man with Jair on, on Justin Jefferson, even if you're not doing that, whatever side of the field Jefferson's on, that's where that's where Jair goes. That's the way I would play it. Um, now the question was brought up to me yesterday was if they don't do that, because that is not a, uh, it's an intelligent defense is the best way to put it. When you start having one guy shadow and, or stay with another guy that it then makes everybody adjust depending on what side of the field you're on. Can that team overall do that? It is an adjustment-laden defense because you have to be intelligent enough to understand the coverage, understand where this particular player is at, what your responsibilities are consistently. That's the other side of the coin that we don't really know. We don't know what guys are behind closed doors. Are they Are they really smart? Are they really smart guys? Are these guys you know, capable of going, okay, if this flips, if this guy goes from this side to this side in motion, do I have this? What is my coverage? What is my area? What is my responsibility? What is my route tree? What am I looking at? <coughs> Excuse me. As a linebacker, am I, am, I, am I blitzing now? Am I not blitzing now? Am I weak side? All that different stuff. Are you, unbel- uh, are you uh, capable of understanding your, total, your totality of the defense for the shift of one particular player who can beat you? And that's one question you have to ask. But to me, I would put Jair wherever Justin Jefferson goes, I would put a guy with him. I don't know that I necessarily would make him one-on-one all the time. I may give him some help or leak somebody in that direction. But Justin Jefferson is a guy you have to account for. And if you think you're just going to sit back in that soft zone 
and just everybody cover their quadrant of the field and everything's going to be okay, you are mistaken. You will get the exact same result as you had the very first time. You may get some pressure every now and then on Kirk Cousins. You may put them in second and long and third and long. But if you play that exact same defense in the exact same style, you don't allow guys to really kind of own it, and they're they're forced to play your soft-ass zone, then you're not giving them the aggressiveness and the capability to take the reins off and say, I want to get after it. And I think it would be wrong. You would get the exact same result, in my opinion. 877-867-1670. Stick with us. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Lux Golf Bays. They're down in Franklin, Wisconsin. And uh, they've got uh, the Enchanted North Pole is out of there now. And now the Lux Golf Bays. We were just down there the other day, uh, last weekend. And uh, we were down there using the sledding hill. But uh, you could look over in the distance in the Lux Golf Bays. They have these big heaters there. And uh, you, you, I'm. People always say, "Well, can you still do it in the winter time?" Yes, you can, and you'll sweat doing it in the winter time. You don't walk into that place wearing, uh, you know, snow pants to to go swing a golf club. No, no, they've got those heaters cranking over there, so it's really cool. And you can do it year round. The Lux Golf Base right there in Franklin, Wisconsin. It's great for a group outing. It's great if you just want to go hone your game. If you're just a golf enthusiast, you want to get out and hit the ball a little bit. And uh, it'll track your ball. They've got food. They've got a bar up there. So if you want to go up and make a whole day of it, you can. If you want to make a, a group, like I said, a group outing, uh, a team-building event for your business, whatever it happens to be, LuxGolfBays.com. Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com, located in Franklin, Wisconsin. A tremendous place to have some fun. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, uh, coming up on Sunday, Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings, and. Everybody, you know, it's a mid-afternoon game. New Year's Day, you might be doing that, oh, my head hurts a little bit. Or maybe you don't go out on New Year's Eve, who knows. Uh, or maybe you're going to sit at home or go to your favorite pub and eatery and watch some of the uh, the Final Four games in college football. Who knows? Whatever happens. But uh, if you're going to make a meal on Sunday, make uh, Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha a part of it. Go to robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. They are your hometown pudger. And whether it's an Al Capone roast or doing the prime rib or the tenderloin or steaks or the Al Capone sausages, maybe you just want the, the burgers, the brats, and all that kind of stuff just for the game, you know, kind of make it that game feel. Maybe you'll do a little tailgating at your house. Or if you're in Waukesha or Milwaukee or anywhere in the surrounding areas and you're heading up to Lambeau Field, that's a place to go to get your tailgate fare. I mean, you can get the ribs on a stick and you don't even have to do anything. Just throw them on there and eat them, and it's, they, they're that good. So check out our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats downtown. In the Waukesha area, Sunset Drive to be exact, uh, go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. It is worth it. He is your hometown butcher. Good, good stuff. So here's one thing to consider, and this is this is true. And, and, um, and who who ended up putting this uh, out there? I've got a um, – Tom did. Tom did. Uh, so I want to give Tom credit because he's absolutely true. He said, look, we've talked a lot about Jefferson this week, and Hawkinson – will end up destroying uh, Joe Barry's zone coverage. Uh, and I agree with that. There is a lot of attention on Justin Jefferson, and 100% rightfully so, okay? You're not ignoring everybody else, 
but Justin Jefferson is dominant, okay? But they still have Adam Thielen, who is incredibly solid. There is K.J. Osborne, who is solid. And then they add, you've got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Cook is now catching more and more passes out of the backfield. What Hawkinson has done, and Paul Allen alluded to this yesterday, a lot of you just want to blow it off because it's Paul Allen, but he's 100% correct. Paul Allen said this yesterday. He said, hey, look, it, when I asked him, I said, what has Hawkinson meant? What has Hawkinson meant to this, this Vikings offense? And he said it means more for Justin Jefferson because now you have to account for a tight end that's legit. You know, back when they had Kyle Rudolph and Rudolph was scoring touchdowns, you had to account for Kyle Rudolph. Then they went out and got TJ Hawkinson. Now you have to. So they've got Justin Jefferson, their number one, you know, pass catcher, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook, who's catching more passes out of the backfield now more than ever. And then now you've got TJ Hawkinson. And oh, by the way, their backup running back is Alexander Madison. And as long as you keep Kirk Cousins upright as an offensive lineman, they're going to pick you apart. That's the reason they're so explosive offensively. That's it. That's the reason they're so explosive offensively. And it, it, you know, going back to what Jair said, saying, look, we've got good linebackers. We've got good corners. We've got good safeties and linemen and blah, blah, blah. And then he made the comment of the, you know, game one was a fluke. Um, it, it the, this the best defense for the Green Bay Packers in this game, in my opinion, is the Packers offense, and the Packers offense has got to be firing on all cylinders. You have to have vintage Aaron Rodgers to win this ball game. I, I, as much as I like, I said, and I've said it all week. I have had a bad feeling about this game for some time. I had a good feeling, even though I picked the Packers to lose last week. I had a, I had a, I, I think I even when I made the pick, I thought, you know what? It, it, I think I said it too, that if the Packers won, it wouldn't surprise me. If the Packers win this game, it would probably surprise me. I just think the Vikings offensively are that good, and knowing, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't unsee the horrific performance out of this team in Detroit. I can't unsee game one between these two teams of Justin Jefferson literally running across the middle with his hand up like, hey, hit me here. Nobody really gives a damn if I'm running wide open. Joe Barry's got soft coverage. Hit me here you go. Thank you for the football. Now I'm going to run for another 10 yards. I'm going to pick up 10 and 20 yards consistently. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't get past that. I can't unsee that. I can't unsee how many how many second downs and 19s or second downs and 16s? I can't unsee how many times we saw throughout this season uh, a Packers defense work their ass off on down one and down two, or defense work their ass off on down one and down two, only to end up with a third and 13 and to give it up and to have their guys playing 14, 15 yards downfield. Justin Jefferson in that game, a 64-yard pass. Thielen, a 22-yard pass. Dalvin Cook, 10 yards out of the backfield. Munt, 12 yards out of the backfield. Uh, you got a 12-yard, a 14-yard, an 18-yard pass uh, in this game. You had how many? You would have, Dalvin Cook had a, a 12, a 4, or a 12 and 8, and a 16-yard run as well. 90 yards they racked up. 20 carries, 90 yards, 4.5 yards per carry. Alexander Madison, a 10-yard carry as well. The chunk yards that that offense ate up against his Packers defense was ridiculous. 
Ridiculous. And Justin Jefferson with two touchdowns as well. He had 184 yards in game one. And remember, they didn't have Hawkinson. Adam Thielen, 36 yards. I mean, it was the Justin Jefferson show. Dalvin Cook had three catches for 18 yards out of the backfield. Munt has three catches for 17 yards out of the backfield. K.J. Osborne had three catches for 14 yards. They moved the, they moved the chains. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a dominating score. It was 23-7. to seven. It wasn't like it was a complete blowout, but it never even felt that close. Never felt that close. That game seemed like it was a 35 to nothing ball game. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's get to the phone call. Let's go to our buddy Gerard. Gerard, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Um, look, all these great corners, or I, I don't, I don't put Alexander in Sherman's class or Dion's class or maybe Ramsey and these, but they all talk smack. Or everyone more smack than Sherman. I mean, he really oh, right. a lot of. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys all the corners. That's the position. The corner position. They always talk nonsense. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, the, the way I look at it this this way, Barry doesn't play aggressive defense like I think he should. He has been a little more lately, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is why I think he's going to sit back in his own, okay, and he's going to be so worried about Cook running 80 yards with the ball. That's why he's going to play zone. That's why he's going to do it. Because if he plays man-to-man, Jefferson's going to take those guys deep, and Thielen's going to go underneath or to the sideline. Thielen's very good on the sideline. And then you have the opening for Hawkinson. And, and let me tell you, if you watch, I watched that Miami game a few times, okay, just to look at specific things. That when they were playing zone and they were playing deep along the backfield, defensive backfield, where do you hear this one? If you go back and anybody that watched this would have noticed this. 15 yards behind those guys, Savage was. What was right. he doing down there? I have no idea. No idea what he was doing back there. Because he, he had a really receiver. bad start to the season. I agree with you. He he looked terrible this season. Yeah, but he's putting, I mean, true, Bill, but look where he's being put at. And even if a receiver gets beyond that, the receiver's going to have the angle and he's going to go anyway. So they, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. And the other thing I want to go. It didn't even take a pack of laws to get the trade rumors out already. They have already, I heard, through a New York thing that they, they have Carr going to the Jets and Brady going to Vegas. So that's just <laughs> right, right. Got them out there. So, like I said, they're going to come. You know, Rogers' name is right. going to be mentioned a lot. And Love, too. Love's name is going to be mentioned a lot in trade rumors. So be prepared for that. So, look, you just mentioned all the weapons Minnesota has. All right. Green, Green Green Bay has to get off on third down, okay, especially when it's third and seven if they have that. But I'm going to tell you, the, the big thing is they have to get a defensive coordinator next year. They really do because they have to use these guys more aggressively. Instead of you know, He always lets the, the offense dictate to him. Why can't he dictate the, with the defense? Why can't he? And I could, I couldn't I agree. believe when you you brought up a stat yesterday, Bill. 
that they said the Packers were the second uh, uh, most team in blitzes. I mm-hmm. couldn't even believe that. Yeah. I couldn't even believe that. You know, and if you can't, if we can't see the reason why Walker Walker can't get off blocks is because he has to get into the weight room and the whole bit and the way. Like I was watching some of Parsons, and he was playing with a club last night. And he has these duck under moves and all this stuff. Why don't they just sit this kid down who's same size and has just as good a speed and sit him and say, listen, this is what you what we want you to do. They have to change a lot of things next year, Bill. They really do. They really have to change a lot of schemes and a lot of things they do. They have to go out there and be the man. And Well, the one thing – yeah, no, the one thing, Gerard, going back to the blitzes and, and the moves now, and I'm up against the clock, so I appreciate the phone call as always, Gerard. Two things. One, they do work with guys on moves. Remember, it took Rashawn Gary uh, a couple of years to get his moves, his comfort down. Uh, you know, they can grow into that and be very, very productive. But the second reason is with the blitzes, the reason they are blitzing is because they don't have Rashawn Gary. They have to figure out a way other than just saying, we can run our front four at you to get pressure on the quarterback. So that's the reason Joe Barry, because of the injury to Rashawn Gary, was forced to start using blitzes. That's the reason they become one of the more blitzingest teams in the NFL because otherwise, if they didn't, then they, they would have basically zero pressure on a quarterback. They'd be doubling down on on uh, on, on um, Kenny Clark in the middle, and that would be really about it because Preston Smith is not having the year that you wanted him to have. And, and that was one of my fears coming into this season because his numbers, if you look over a period of time, are cyclical, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. He had an up year last year. He was due for a down year this year, and, and that's been one of the problems as well. Preston Smith has not been nearly as productive as he was in the past. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers host the Vikings. Sunday afternoon, 325 here at Lambeau Field. Game time forecast, partly sunny skies and 38 degrees. With Christian Watson dealing with a hip injury, the Packers will look to Alan Lazard to lead the passing game. On one play in the fourth quarter last week in Miami, Lazard wiped out three Dolphins players with one block to lead Aaron Jones on an 18-yard running play. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. I think the thing that gets lost a lot of times when you talk wide receiver play is just, I mean, he's an enforcer in the run game, whether it's blocking linebackers, obviously DBs, cracking outside linebackers or DNs. He can do it all. Lazard on what the offense will need to focus on against the Vikings. Having the trust, having the belief that the 10 of the guys out there will do their job and that working together, it'll everything will work, work itself out. So um, it's just not trying to overemphasize or try to do too much on a play or try to you know, make a home run hit or, a, you know, a home run catch or anything like that. Just go out there and just doing our job. And the play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen, went statewide on the Bill Michaels show. I don't think Christian Watson's going to be playing in this game as much as I know they need him. I don't think he Lots is. Lots of bad so, loss. Which... But this Dean Lowry loss, I, it's being underplayed because nobody here cares about or knows who Dean Lowry is. And, and Dean murders us every single game with Kenny Clark. I mean, mm-hmm. it was unblockable. Like, I'd watch games back, and they were unblockable against us. Uh, no Lowry in this game is a major, major handicapping factor. That's Vikings announcer Paul Allen. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Good stuff from our guy Michael. 
Good stuff from Paul Allen yesterday on the program. Glad to have you on board. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. 877-867-1670. I uh, got to tell you, I got up this morning and uh, I was out of uh, every morning. I usually get up and I kind of do my routine and everything and pop a five-hour energy or something like that. And I didn't have anything today. So I ran up to Quick Trip and uh, sure enough, they still have that. You know, got a Red Bull, got a breakfast sandwich. You know, even if I didn't eat it, who cares? You get 20 cents off a gallon. And I saw gas shot up again. Gas is now over. Th- it's 309. I mean, it may be 287, 289, 290 something, wherever you're at, but it's 309 by me now. I mean, it went, it was 259 like a week ago, week and a half ago. And for whatever reason, it shot up over 40 cents. So I'm going to stop in a quick trip and I'm going to get a pick up the Red Bull and pick up the, uh, the breakfast sandwich for 20 cents off a gallon. Are you kidding me? Not only will I use both of those products, but get 20 cents off a gallon just using by typing in my quick rewards card? Hell yeah. Damn. Gas is on the rise again for whatever reason. So uh, stop in a quick trip, man. They're doing anything and everything they can to kind of ease the pain at the pump with their quality gasolines and giving you some cents off as well. That's our friends at Quick Trip. And type in your quick rewards card. You're going to be good to go. Um, I'll, so I'm, I'm sitting here looking at um, uh, Twitter during the commercial break. And uh, John Miller, who uh, works for uh, NBC26 uh, up in Green Bay, says, Jair's thoughts on Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson said he's a top three receiver in the NFL, but J.J.'s nine receptions and 184 yards and a couple of touchdowns in week one was, quote, just a fluke. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's the way it's being perceived. And that's it's not what he was saying. I get what he was saying, but, man, you got to be careful when you talk about stuff like that. Got to be careful when you talk about stuff like that. Oh, that's uh, the national ESPN headline as well. Yeah. Obviously, they took the last sentence, but that's what the headline is. And I, right. most that, people I, probably won't listen to the full clip. Correct. But I'm sure right after that, the minute it was stated and guys got it on camera and got it recorded, you you walk in there and... All of a sudden, somewhere it hit Twitter within, I, I would I almost effort a guess, probably two to four minutes after he said it, somebody tweeted it out. Somebody went, what? And then they tweeted it out. Guaranteed. So that's been the narrative ever since. And it's not totally what he was saying, but man, oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure after that was tweeted out within... Maybe two minutes after that being tweeted out, PR went down and grabbed Jair and said, dude, what'd you say? We got to get ahead of this. What'd you say? We, we, there's no way. You can't put the blank back in the horse, but what'd you say? And now you got to deal with it. Now you got to deal with it. Tim says, by the way, uh, listening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. $2.69 a gallon there in Albuquerque. Happy New Year. Tim, you're the man. And thanks for listening in Albuquerque. I like it. Like it. Death Cult listening to us out in uh, Arizona, by the way. Says two eighty nine dollars a gallon. Death Cult, you're the man. All right, one hour down, three more yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by Bud Light coming up right after this. We've got Wisconsin sports covered. W244DR Fitchburg. WOZN Madison. The Zone.